Thank you for joining the worship services of Shoto, Brady, and Dutton United Methodist Churches. I'm Pastor Julie King, and I'm so grateful for digital technology that allows you to join us from wherever you are in the world. You can join us every week by clicking the links on our Facebook at facebook.com shotoumc or on our website at umshoto.net. If you like what we are doing and would like to financially support us in ministry, you can find more contact information on our website, and again, that's umshoto.net. We're so grateful that you are joining us. I wanted to switch it up just a little bit this week. Of course, we're still going to be talking about favorites, but over the last several weeks, I've been picking a particular scripture or a particular hymn and focusing on the message of just that alone. And this week is, I was really thinking about our favorites and why they are the way they are. I got to realizing that sometimes our favorites are more the moment or the experience. Maybe we have a moment that shapes the rest of our life, one that we never forget, but we might not remember the exact words that were spoken or the exact tune that was playing. And so it becomes a favorite moment, a time that means so very much for us. I think all of us have those moments. Then when we think back on them, we can almost literally take ourselves back to it. We remember vivid details about it, maybe what we were wearing, maybe what it smelled like, maybe a particular feeling in the air or the temperature. It's a moment that we cherish so, so deeply. And that's why it becomes a favorite. One of the favorites that I was really reflecting on and thinking about this week was last year during church. Now you all are kind of giving me that look like we were not in church last year and you are correct, we were not. But what our family was doing on that particular Sunday is we were gathered in our pajamas, sitting on our couch. Of course, we had our coffee. It was summer, so the older kids were still with their dads. And Kendall was still little at that time, very little. And we were watching the worship service a song came on, it happened to be How Great Thou Art, and Kendall had just barely started being able to pull herself up to standing. And when the song came on, she crawled over and she pulled herself up using our TV stand, and all of a sudden she put her arms up in the air and she was just blah, 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 dancing and singing, and I can tell you, Time stopped in that moment. I remember she was actually, unfortunately, wearing her Broncos outfit because <laughs> we had got that for her. And so she was wearing her little Broncos cheerleading outfit. I can remember that the morning was very cool, unlike what it is now. And it was like time just stopped in that moment. I hope that I never forget it. And of course, as a mom and a pastor, to see your almost one-year-old just completely carefree, dancing and worshiping. It was amazing. A moment that I hope she will continue forever in her life. I think that 
there's a lot that all of us can learn from the innocence of little kids. Little kids, you know the saying, out of the mouth of babes. They say things like they are. They don't see the world in the same ways that we do. They have a very different lens, an innocent lens. They don't care about anything except if they're happy. And they have a way of making all of us happy. Once upon a time, all of us had that same innocence. But unfortunately, as we get older, we begin to get very aware of everything else going on in the world. And we begin to develop opinions and feelings that get very strong. We begin to worry a lot and to stress about a lot. We begin to have a lot of problems. We worry about money. We worry about finances and what other people think about us, maintaining our reputation. We also become people pleasers and we try to take on too much and we try to make sure that we're doing everything to appease those around us. And I don't know why we do it, but when we put our mind to something, it seems that many times we strive for perfection, but it's not our own image of perfection on how the task should be done. It's how we think other people want it done. And we're constantly just giving and giving and giving. There's also, of course, so many problems that we take on. Problems within our own homes, problems within the community, problems around the world, problems with politics, problems with literally everything that we worry about. You all know the things that we worry about. And we begin to get consumed by these problems. Sometimes we make problems that have nothing to do with us our own problem. And it really wears us down. Now, I'm not saying that these issues or problems and things that are going on in the world around us are not important, because they are. And I am definitely a huge advocate in standing up for what we believe in and doing the right thing and trying to make the world a better place and correcting the problem. But there are also times that we get so worn down that we're not helping the situation. So this week, what I want us to focus on is the ways that we are able to take ourselves back to that little child moment, to be like Kendall or to be like the little children that you might be thinking of in your own mind right now, to find a way that we can just be and not care what other people think, where we can just praise God and worship and just connect with the Spirit and let everything go. A place that we can find pureness in our hearts. And when we find that, we'll find that we are completely rejuvenated and that there is a whole new peace and then we have more passion and energy to go out and take care of those problems in a positive way instead of letting the negative negativity flow through us. So to shift gears for just a little bit, this psalm, Psalm 149, it was not listed as anyone's favorite in any of the uh, papers that I picked up, but I did find it very fitting for today. 
You were right to say that there are two parts to this psalm, and there is. At the beginning of the psalm, it's really talking about praising God. They talk in the psalm about dancing and using tambourines and to praise God from your couch to sing. It reminds me of the innocence of a little child being able to throw their arms up and just babble and let the words flow through them, even if they don't make sense and just fill the music. Then the second part of the psalm is a little bit strange. It starts talking about using weapons, a two-edged sword. How is that praising God? Well, the way that I understand this psalm is to understand that the weapons that they are talking about in this are very different than our own man-made weapons. They use this language because we're human and we need to understand it. But God's weapons are not the same as ours. It's not an actual two-edged sword. To help clarify that a little bit, when we talk about putting on the armor of Christ, we're not actually putting on a metal armor suit and walking around in the world. We're talking about putting on good and mercy and compassion and love and going out and living our lives as Jesus. And I think that's what the second part of this psalm is reminding us. That there's a part that we have to be able to completely connect to let the rest of the world go to celebrate and praise God. And then we put on those weapons, so to speak. The weapons are not a bad thing, though. These are love and compassion, the mercy and the justice that we carry out into the world. And we use them against sin. We use them for fighting against oppression. We use them to truly make the world a better place and to change this world in a good way. Sometimes I think that that is hard for each of us to do. And I think that sometimes we get very wrapped up in a routine and we think that things have to be done a certain way. And then we realize that maybe the ways that we're doing it is not connecting us to God in the ways that we were previously able to. It's like we go through the motions. We do the same worship service every week. We do the same devotional or prayer or whatever your spiritual life looks like outside of church. But we go through the same motions and we get stuck in a rut and it just doesn't connect us in the same way. That's one thing that's really wonderful about the Spirit is that you cannot just say, hey, I want to connect with the Holy Spirit right now and it happens. It's can happen when it's intentional, but the Spirit works in very mysterious ways. Sometimes it can catch us off guard and happen in a moment that we least expect the Spirit to be there, but those are those moments that become very meaningful moments to us, the ones that completely reshape the way that we think about things, those ones that are etched into our memories, those ones that we go back to and we can relive them because they were so meaningful. So speaking of moments and doing them differently, I did want to tie in one of the favorite hymns that was listed for everyone in our parish. Several people listed the Lord of the Dance as one of their favorite hymns. This one is a special hymn to me. I wouldn't consider it my favorite hymn, but it is definitely one that I can go back to the moment on. 
The church that I grew up in, I've talked about it several times. I think you're probably familiar with how it was. It was very traditional. Up until this particular point in my life, I had never seen the pastor come down from the pulpit. We always had male pastors. They wore a suit and tie every week. I honestly don't know that I really had had much personal conversation with the pastor ever because I was a child and that's just not what you did. Our church service was very old-fashioned traditional hymns and I loved it. I loved church. I really loved church as a kid. But then we got a new pastor and this new pastor really shook things up. He showed up in jeans and cowboy boots and a button-up shirt, which caught all of us way off guard. <laughs> and he came down from that pulpit and he got himself a cordless mic and he was up in front, kind of like I am now. Maybe he influenced me a little bit. In that Sunday worship service, he had tried several things to try to get people to just relax a little bit and look at church in a different view. Not that the way that they were doing it was wrong, but he just wanted them to understand that there was more than one way to praise God and to worship and to connect with the Spirit. So he had let our organist and pianist know that they were going to be playing the song multiple times over and over and they didn't understand why. And then it came to the part in the service and he said, we're going to sing Lord of the Dance. And so we all pulled out our hymnals and we stood properly and of course we sang it just like we're supposed to. And he said, no, that's not what we're going to do. We're really going to dance. And they kept playing and playing and he came down into the pews and it took a while, but he ended up pulling every person out into the pews and we were laughing and we were having a good time and children were dancing and being crazy and loud and it didn't matter that we were in the sanctuary and everyone forgot the rules for a while. And it was amazing what happened in that moment. After that service was over, we all had a very different perspective. We all realized that we had connected with each other and with God in a very new way. And it was okay to do things differently. It was really fun, actually. And it made church fun. And soon after that, things in our church changed and the people in our church changed. And you know what happened? Our church ended up telling other people in the community about it. And people in our town, our little town smaller than Shoto, was growing with excitement for God. And it didn't matter if you were Catholic or Methodist or whatever it was, people were excited. There were new ministries happening. People were completely connected with God and with each other. And it was amazing. I still remember the dress that I had on that Sunday. I still remember so much about that service because it was one of those moments that I will cherish forever. It was a moment that I truly got to let go of everything else. We forgot the rules. We forgot the worries of what we were supposed to do. And we danced. And we had so much fun. And then we put on those weapons that the psalm is speaking about. And we went out and we made a difference. So this week as we go forward, that's what my hope is for all of you. My hope is that you will allow yourselves to find your happy place, that innocent moment that your inner child, it's there somewhere, is going to connect. 
And if you haven't felt it for a while, try some new practices. Do something different. And I think that you will be surprised. My hope is that God will work through every one of you and that you will find a new excitement and then you will dance like everyone is watching as you go out into this world and they see Christ in you. Amen. Our hymn of reflection is Lord of the Dance. I'm not going to pull you out of the pews, but feel free to get up and dance if you would like to. So you are welcome to do that. But if you would, please stand and join me in singing Lord of the Dance. Mm -hmm. 